0: I want to talk to you about that because I, I think I have a uh, an interesting perspective on it. I believe oh my, that I, I have it. completely uh, cured my diabetes, not just reversed it. I think that I've completely gone all the way and that I'm fully insulin sensitive again.
1: Look, let me be the first to tell you right now that I'm absolutely humbled, honored, and stoked to have our next guest on. None other than Jennifer Kleiman. In today's episode, it's a complete masterclass because we cover everything from how she went for, as a lover of food with a 12.1 A1 c to not only testing completely non-diabetic blood sugar numbers, she shot miles past that. And we talk about everything, about her insulin resistance, exercise, a candy that can actually help you lower and control your blood sugar if you have a sweet tooth how she was able to conquer her sweet tooth once and for all all the way down to her peptide and insulin resistance testing look i cannot talk about her highly enough and the fact that she literally just lays it all out more than anything you're gonna see how she was able to accomplish all this stuff abc one two three step by step and the fact that she just lays it all out there like that look i cannot talk about this chick highly enough so anyways let's just get right into it hi my name is Davis, and I'm part of a group you've probably never heard of. We can't be defined by the mainstream as together we're the face of a movement. And because we all know that what type 2 diabetes can do to us and the people that we love, we want all the possibilities to live in the life that we deserve. Since we're fighting for ourselves, the people that we love, and for one another, we have to play the game different. We have to play the game smarter. Because the faster we spread our message and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever so if no one's ever told you let me be the first to tell you right now that you have every single right to live in the life that you've always wanted that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms and don't ever let anyone take that from you now if you ask someone stuck in the past they tell you what we're doing is impossible yet it's happening every single day all because we chose life over type 2 and these are our stories Now on a personal note, since we know what works for everybody is different, do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm simply sharing what's taken me from a total diet failure since I was a kid, then turned morbidly obese and diagnosed type 2 diabetic and ultimately told that I'd probably end up dying the same way that my grandfather did to completely turning everything around and now sharing everything in the hopes to save as many lives in the hopes to save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that i have so if you haven't already go ahead and like subscribe share this information and let's get on with the show hey it's davis are you a type 2 diabetic have you ever gone from like diet to diet you know with like these different ups and downs and in the end you just wanted the freedom to be yourself right or maybe you're like me where you've you know gone online and you watch all these other people like facebook groups or on the internet or whatever completely turn a page turn their lives around and you're like wondering like Man, when's it finally gonna be my turn? Right? Look, if any of this sounds familiar to you, for you, I've made a 21 day free blood sugar challenge that's right it's a free 21 day blood sugar challenge and you can get it right now at lifeovertype 2.com backslash 21 days that's lifeovertype 2.com backslash 21 days in it i reveal all kinds of stuff that you'll probably never see anywhere else everything from like the highlighter trick that i use to completely shortcut the success behind a lot of these different type 2 diabetes diets out there without any of the headache the strain or any of the pressure and really the stalls and the breakups that a lot of of these other people are going through with those diets right at the same time i show you everything from like how i lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs exercise or any hardcore dieting whatsoever and i even show you the three-step a1c shortcut and you can get it all right now for free at life 2.com backslash 21 days again that's lifeovertype over 2.com backslash 21 days so um, Jennifer, the way that you and I had met, um, is actually really cool. So, um, you, my friend are one of the moderators of, uh, of a group that we're in, uh, the Keto Science Alliance. And so a small, sh- uh, quick story here to let everybody know how we had met. Um, I initially had posted a video, um, you know, on, um, in the group and then, I um, mean, you know, Jennifer just kind of let, kind of let me know like, Hey, you know, like, um, 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 when it comes to the group. You know, like the videos and stuff like that, because I did ask, you know, for people to, you know, sign on to the to channel and stuff like that. She was like, hey, you know, like not so much into like personal promotion, but, you know, cool news on the videos that it looked like you did a little bit of homework. And I was like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, thank you so much. You know, my goal is to kind of like help, you know, type two diabetics, you know, like overcome the disease. And the first thing she said is, hey, me, too. You know, I'm I'm one, too. I know what you're talking about. And I was like, hey, wait, wait. Wait, what? You
0: know what I mean? Um, I, that was yeah. The last... Your video was spot on. I was like completely uh, energized by your video. I was like, this is great. Of course, the Keto Science Alliance. So uh, it's a big new, big Facebook group, and we have a lot of people that are like, yeah, yeah, we'd love to market my channel on it. So of we course. have to be uh, on guard against that.
1: Of course, of course. And but I... y- your video content is great. Thank you, thank you. But um, one thing, it definitely. Um, trigger to me was the fact that you said that you would also overcome the disease. And like, that's something that I'm, I'm trying to find because, um, you know, I think it's discussions, you know what I mean? Like, so it's funny because in the different, uh, diabetic groups that I'm in, you'll always see like the before and after, and everyone's like, how do you do it? And a lot of times what's missing is the nuance. You know what I mean? I, like all the little I, I, small I think-
0: things. I want to talk to you about that because I, I think I have a uh, an interesting perspective on it. I believe oh my, that I, I have completely uh, cured my diabetes, not just reversed it. I think that I have completely gone all the way and that I am fully insulin sensitive again. Oh my goodness! Let's do this. Yes, let's do this. Okay, <laughs> right. I love you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> let's let's go. So if we if you don't mind, um, let's maybe because um, you know obviously everyone's a little bit different in their journey, right? So. Um, or in different places in their journey, depending on when they hear this. So, um, if you don't mind, let's take a step way back, right. And maybe start okay. where, um, you know, what maybe led up to, um, you know, type two diabetes for you. Cause it's all a little bit different. And then like, let's get into like how you were diagnosed and maybe what some of the first steps that you had taken and then ultimately, you know, how you got to where you're at, where you're at now.
0: Yeah, uh, I was always uh, fat. I, I was looking back at uh, pictures of me from back when I was like 11, 12, 13. And I was a chubby little kid. And my parents were fat and my brother's fat. I hope my brother doesn't listen to this. I'm sorry, bro. Um, you know, it's just a family thing. And I didn't even fight against it. I didn't even try to lose weight. I was just... Uh, I'm, I'm five, I am I'm was 5'2", and, like, around 240, 245, a uh, large part of my life. And uh, that was fine up until I uh, started having some issues, like, seeing, you know, I got started getting blurry vision, and I was wow. peeing a lot during the night, and, yeah. uh, you know, getting a little tingling in the extremities. And uh, I go to my doctor checkup, and he's like, yeah, so, you know, you're... Uh, blood glucose is 323. I'm like, is that bad? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my A1C was like 12.1, and I'm like, so does that mean I have diabetes? He's like, yeah. I'm like, can can you retest? Are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. So that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he prescribed metformin and said, you know, eat better and lose weight, and here's a booklet, uh, the ADA booklet, right? Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't extremely helpful, but I guess he sees a lot of patients like I was, who were not very proactive about their own health. So I uh, I did that, and the metformin helped, and I lost a little weight, and he was happy. You know, got my A one C down to like five point eight or something, and he's like, "Great, it's working." And then it started climbing back up again, you know, 6.2, 6.4. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to add more drugs. And so he started, you know, got max dose metformin, then a little um, glipizide. And uh, then he started saying, oh, yeah, your kidneys are starting to show signs of damage. He's like, but, you know, diabetes is a progressive disease. It goes like that sometimes. Here's here's some more drugs. Like, Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I got the amaryl, and, uh, then he's like, take a statin Lipitor and I'm like, oh okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it wasn't good. Yeah. You know, what's funny is they, they call that, uh, the diabetes cocktail. I didn't know huh. that until I heard that from another doctor. <laughs> and I I like, that either. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's funny that you're saying that cause literally it's like to the T same exact path. Um, that I had taken. So, yeah. So, yeah, please, please keep going.
0: Yeah. So I uh, realized I, I had this this crisis day. I was up in Chicago with my folks and we were at Six Flags. We we're getting on to a, a stand. You know, we're going to get stand in line for a roller coaster. And you know how the roller coasters have those tight safety harnesses. This was the newest roller coaster. So it had a, you know, the highest G and it had a really elaborate safety harness. And it had this little testing seat before you stood in line where you could see if you would fit in the safety harness. And there is, you know, you you can kid yourself when you're looking in the mirror. But you can't kid yourself when you're trying to fit in one of those chairs. Yeah. Either you do or you don't. And so my dad didn't even try. My mom didn't even try. My brother tried. And he made it. But, ooh, he, he had to work. And uh, and I tried. But I, uh, I felt like a... Uh, sausage like if I weighed one more ounce I wasn't going to get to go on that roller coaster and then that same day I got a call from my aunt who also is part of our family genetics she's also morbidly obese and has diabetes and she had fallen and uh, couldn't get up by herself and she had to call the paramedics and they sent wow. like six people to come and help her to her feet And I'm like wow so I can see this is not working my genetics are I can't blame my genetics. I know if I just don't, if I keep going along the same path, what is in my future? Mm -hmm. And it's not good. So I got online and I read about how to uh, reverse diabetes through diet and uh, found about keto.
1: So what were some of the first uh, steps um, that you had taken? Like So when you started Uh, looking online...
0: Well, I uh, I looked online and I actually found uh, Neil Barnard's reversing diabetes through veganism first. And I tried that for about a month. Yeah. Uh, tofu just does not do it for me. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no worries.
0: <laughs> and, uh, so I, I was looking for other solutions and I found Reddit and Keto, the, uh, the Keto subreddit. Uh-huh. And I uh, did what they said. And then uh, I talked with my doctor about it, and he said, you know, well, it's uh, kind of controversial. Some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. But uh, sure, try it. Okay. Uh, so I did, and then I almost died because um, after about three days, the uh, you know, following strict keto, eating just meat and vegetables and uh, dairy, and watching, you know, I was, I was very careful. I had a food uh, scale and, you know, checked my macros to make sure twenty grams of carbs or less. And I was very strict about it. Right. And then uh, that third day, I took uh, glipizide like, uh, you know, I'd been prescribed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, all, almost passed out. And you know, I had a, a pretty severe hypo. I mean, by the time I got to a, a blood glucose monitor, uh, I think it read twenty-four.
1: Wow! Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I called his office uh, when I, you know, was more conscious, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's a uh, side effect of glipizide. Just you know, keep some uh, orange juice or, or candy around, and uh, you know, if that happens again."
1: <laughs> more sugar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I fired him and found a uh, keto savvy doctor who has been wonderful. And he's helped me through uh, uh, through this journey. He and my uh, just to cut a long story short, uh, following keto and incorporating uh, some intermittent fasting, I was able to lose about a hundred and five pounds.
1: Wow, that's awesome! I love it.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah. My current A one C is four point six. My kidneys completely healed. I got off the statin, the amaryl, the metformin, the glipizide. I take. No medication for uh, any of that anymore.
1: Wow. So let's, uh, yeah, you know, so let's let's kind of dive into that. So, um, you know, as we go deeper into like, um, you know, into our eating, right? Um, and I think maybe in the, in the very beginning, you kind of like alluded to a little bit when you were talking about, um, you know, ancestral, you know what I mean? And just maybe like going back how all of us really, I, I believe that we all kind of need to go back to our roots one way or another. Um, but let's kind of start how, like, let's take some of those first steps. So, um, I'm, I want to assume, you know, kind of like, just like myself that in the very beginning, um, it, your diet might not look like what it
0: looks like today, right? Oh, it, it certainly has evolved. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. In the beginning I was very, uh, much of the, uh, the Reddit, uh, our keto is not clean keto. They're, they're much, uh, they're, they're very focused on macros and whatever you can fit in the macros uh, is fine, as long as it's under 20 grams of to- uh, of net carbs. Right. Uh, and that includes things like, uh, you know, Quest Bars, protein shakes, uh, keto-fied uh, things made with almond flour and sugar substitutes, and, uh, you know, just small amounts of uh, sugary things. And I found that that was kind of preventing my progress at the time. Yeah. Now. Since then, I've actually um, changed what I'm doing with that a lot. But back then, I had to go really clean to get uh, uh, fully healed from diabetes. So I went pretty much clean meat, vegetables, uh, some dairy, some, uh, some nuts, mm-hmm. and very little artificial sugars. In fact, I went through a uh, sugar, a sweetener moratorium, where for 30 days, I ate nothing sweet not naturally sweet not artificially sweet just uh, zero zero sweet yeah and that just broke me of this lifelong addiction to uh to sweet which i thought was innate i i actually i had my genes run and one of my genes says that i have a genetic tendency to have a sweet tooth so i could blame that but i broke it i escaped that trap and now i'm uh able to Enjoy sweet things when I want to, but I don't have to have them. And I think that that is something which uh, a lot of people should try, in my experience. if um, It's hard because a lot of us are addicted to, uh, to sweets, whether they're keto fied sweets or, or not. That sweet taste itself, you know, there's uh, sweet receptors all throughout the human body, right. not just in the tongue, right? But also in the, the stomach, the gut, even in the muscles. There's sweet receptors.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, and that uh, that sweet, the, the sweet chemical, you know, it it uh, comes through our bloodstream and it primes our body to all over to be uh, expecting to be receiving, you know, energy through glucose. So uh, that that kind of deranges our metabolism a little bit, and um, a lot of research has shown that uh, while. A lot of these artificial sweeteners don't cause blood glucose spikes or insulin spikes, you know, and that's what people look for. But repeated use over time does cause uh, metabolic derangement. You know, where you have cravings yeah. and uh, you know it raises your your uh, it it disorders your your gut biome a little bit. And this is very solid research research that they've shown you know using human randomly controlled trials, that uh, sucralose, in particular, Splenda, mm-hmm. uh, changes your gut biome. Yeah, at, it to uh, to an extent where it uh, feeds certain bacteria, which make your uh, postprandial glucose go up compared to people who, who didn't who who don't take sucralose regularly.
1: Right. You know, it, it's funny. Um, I, mean, I actually heard the same. I believe it's Doctor Axe uh, says a lot about the same when it comes to stevia. You know. Um, hmm. Yeah. I just, I had absolutely, um, you know, no clue. Um, no one, one thing that, cause I, when it came to, you know, breaking the, um, our ties to having a sweet tooth, to be honest, I've never heard of that. Um, you totally hooked me with that. So let me <laughs> ask you this. I mean, how long, um, did you go, you know, without, without eating any sweets?
0: I went uh, a little over 30 days. I initially did, uh, I declared on my Facebook that I was going to go 14 days and just see. Because a lot of people are skeptical. A lot of people say, you know, sure, you know, I I don't believe that artificial sweeteners are bad. I think they're fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I'm just going to try it. I'm going to try going without for 14 days and see if I can see an effect on my uh, glucose. And so the uh, the study that showed that, uh, you know, the uh, postprandial glucose rises after, uh, you know, repeated superlose use, they did it for 14 days. So I said, I'll do it for 14 days. And uh, I did it. And I have to say, I did see that my postprandial glucose and my fasting glucose also were about 5 to 10 points lower after this uh, sweetener moratorium. Wow. And
1: That's no, that's no sugar. That's even like, that's even, uh, that's just, that's even like keto style sweeteners, right? That's just no sweet whatsoever.
0: That's right. I even avoided, uh, like naturally sweet things like red wine. Uh, you know, so I just, uh, went went totally no sweet taste at all. And after I did this, I was talking about on my Facebook and a bunch of people are like, well, that seems pretty cool. So, about twelve of my friends uh decided to try it too, so I did a second so I extended my 14 day to 28 days, and I did it along with my friends. and this is interesting. about half of them um, first, okay, about three of them couldn't couldn't do it they They cracked. They're like, "No, I need my daily meal or whatever it is and or diet Pepsi. I can't do it. I quit." Uh, one of them actually was so uh, addicted to her uh, sweetened water that she got dehydrated and uh, wasn't drinking enough plain water, so uh, her electrolytes got messed up. Uh-oh. and She actually got into a, a very unpleasant kind of health situation, so that wasn't good. But the rest of them, they, they plugged through, and then about half of them in the end, they said they didn't really see any difference, uh, so they would go back to using sweeteners. And then about half of them saw, they agreed they they saw a, a quantitative difference in uh, their postprandial glucose.
1: That is so cool. And the cool thing that really kind of like uh, you know blew me away is that um, I don't. Maybe it's just my lack of of knowing or you know just being that clueless on the whole thing is that it um, initially started. You said 14 days and then went to 30 days. Right. That's right. Yeah. And it's just amazing how you can go so far, um, you know, by doing so little, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like I would have thought that, oh, yeah, this has got to be like a two, three, four month thing (laughs) where it's going to take, you know, so much more time to have, um, you know, to for all those layers of the onion, if you will, to peel back. But no, I mean, you and your friends have literally done this in 14 to 30 days, which is amazing to me. I think that's awesome. You know, I, love I, I think
0: that. we started uh, seeing, most of us started seeing effects by like day 10. So if anyone wants to try it, uh, just set your mind to do it. It was hard to fight the cravings, but the cravings eased up after about uh, three days. And then they got really, really easier after about maybe eight or nine days. And then like day 10, I started really seeing effects on my glucose that it was just a lot. You know, I, I wear a continual glucose monitor, uh, Abbott Freestyle Libra. Yes. Uh so I could see that, you know, I wasn't uh getting as high after after I ate uh or after I had like cortisol, you know, Dawn phenomenon kind of stuff. It's just lower overall. Oh
1: my goodness, I love that. Okay, cool. Cool and then you know one thing I definitely want to cover here that you kinda of breezed over, um Um, is when you said that the, just, just for anybody that's in this position here is, um, when you looked at Reddit, right. Which is honestly, that's, that's kind of how I got, you know, kind of hooked on the bug too. Um, nothing, you know, wrong with Reddit. Um, but you did bring up, you know, that the original form that you see there is so much just about, you know, fitting the macros, right. Um, right. Versus, you know, like maybe changing up this eating style a little bit to actually like incorporate more whole food. So um, when you say like the signs that there were some signs that it was kind of pre- pre- uh, preventing your progress, like what did that kind of look like? And then like maybe what were some of the steps that you took to maybe uh, to move that and like kind of maybe like accelerate forward again?
0: You know, it, it's a it's a journey, Davis. Uh, you know this. It's like good, better, best. I don't think we'll ever reach best, but it's always right. uh, seeing where we're at and, and what we can do to improve our situations. So I think that like compared to eating your standard American diet, eating dirty keto is a huge improvement. And it got me, uh, I could see where, you know, my A1C and I was losing weight and uh, I was able to stop. Uh, most of the medication, but I was still, you know, I had kidney damage, and uh, I really wanted to do as much as I possibly could to get over the kidney damage. And I know that, uh, you know, of course, I had, you know, severe insulin resistance, and I wanted to do as much as I could to both measure and quantify how much insulin resistance I had, and, uh, you know, do what I could to, to get over it. So to, uh, to the kidney damage is easily quantified. You take a, a, a comprehensive metabolic panel that gives you like your uh, ALT and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I could see I was making progress on that. But I was still, uh, the doctor said, you know, I still need to take the, the kidney medication. It wasn't healed. It was getting better. But, you know, I wanted to take it further. And I reasoned that a lot of these artificial sweeteners and artificial you know chemicals were putting a load on my uh, kidneys that I didn't need to have. Uh-huh. So I uh, I cut them out and that was taking it to the next level. And it, you know it was hard not to uh, have those treats, but there's nothing wrong with having like a um, half a cup of blackberries and uh, and some cream. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: And once you and once you've cut out the sweeteners, what I found is that There's a lot of things that are naturally sweet that once you can kind of recalibrate your palate, you really appreciate Like vanilla, for instance. You put a little vanilla in with uh, like some cashew milk, and it has this natural sweetness that's very, very pleasant. Or uh, cinnamon, for instance. Cinnamon Mm -hmm. also has this natural kind of sweetness. It's not sweet, but it satisfies in that way that I was looking for. Yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely agree. It's funny because, yeah, um, cinnamon – um, what I've found is, you know, depending on what you're pairing it to, you know, um, it uh-huh. totally takes on a whole nother light. And it's cool because um, um, I've noticed the same thing where, you know, you kind of get away from the more that you get away from like processed stuff. And just like you had said, you know, your taste buds kind of recalibrate. Um, the cool thing that you'll actually find about that is that um, nobody can really kind of feed you junk anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> um, you're super hypersensitive to it. And what it also allows you to do is that when um you're eating better food or even let's say you go to a really nice restaurant, um you're probably enjoying it ten times more than the regular folks are too because your your taste buds aren't clouded. You
0: know, if I that think makes that, any that, sense. That, oh it does. I think that's probably why a lot of keto people uh really enjoy vegetables. Uh yeah, you know, I remember before it's like, oh Brussels sprouts, asparagus, whatever, you know, I, give me the mashed potatoes. Yeah. But now, uh, wow, I love asparagus and I love Brussels sprouts and spinach and all this, you know. I know that there's a the whole carnivore movement and there's a little anti-plant thing going on in the keto community right now. But I really appreciate the variety of, of things in my palate. And I think that that is evolutionarily uh, appropriate. So I think that our bodies, uh, you know, we were opportunistic uh predators to be sure but mm-hmm. when uh there was times times a year when the game wasn't available uh or even if it was that our uh hunter gatherer ancestors you know I, I probably would have been a gatherer uh would have been out there plucking mushrooms and uh digging up tubers and uh you know picking whatever seasonal fruit was ripe and i don't think that that is bad for our body i think it's appropriate
1: Yeah. I'd have to totally agree. Um, and you know, um, one thing, um, that you kind of touched on too with the whole berries and cream thing. Now everyone has their own kind of spin on it. Um, how do you feel personally about dairy? Uh,
0: I ended up not doing a whole lot of dairy. I do a little bit of cheese and, uh, I don't actually use cream. It's not, it's just a personal preference. I don't, I'm not really into it. Yeah. Uh, I love, cheese, but only like in, uh, like an ingredient in cooking. So, you know, if we're making, uh, vegetables, maybe a little cheese sauce or a uh, burger, maybe a little cheese on top of that. But I, I don't have a bad reaction. I know a lot of people are lactose intolerant, but I'm not, uh, I'm not one of them. And thank God. Uh, what do you do? You do, uh, do you do dairy yourself?
1: Um, it's kind of, um, uh, same. Um, I used to eat, um, a bunch of cheese, like just straight up, um, here uh-huh. and there, I, I still will. Um, but yeah, um, I, I enjoy it, um, you know, here and there, but nowhere near as much as I used to. Um, I did try, you know, maybe, um, sometimes depending on like, um, if I'm doing like different, like, uh, you know, like, like cycles for maybe like for weight loss or like performance and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I have found that sometimes it is better. My body does perform a little bit better without it. Um, but I still eat it just because I like it. And sometimes, just like you said, if I'm having a burger or something like that, like, yeah, you know, a, a slice of cheese or, uh, you know, um, just a little bit of cheese on top, like, it's not it's not going to throw me off the rails or anything like that, you know? Um, yeah,
0: I think uh, it it does for some people. But it
1: does,
0: it, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Now, I'll tell you what I do have a problem with. Sure. And I'll bet I wouldn't be surprised if you do, too, and that is nuts. Yeah,
1: you know, um, so um, for, for me personally, I don't have too too much of an issue with it like so um i love i absolutely love macadamia nuts um oh yeah i don't eat. you know you know it's kind of weird that you say that because i never thought about it um to be totally honest so i love macadamia nuts um i'll have like raw almonds but you know it's weird what i just noticed that now that you say that i've kind of found myself um getting away from i used to absolutely love cashews i could sit in front of the tv and just Mode these yeah <laughs> and uh for whatever reason i'm just not eating them anymore it, it's just i don't know i don't i don't know what happened but um it's funny that you say that yeah and then so if you don't mind um i'd love to get into that with you i mean what um what have you found there with um with nuts i mean obviously i did not know this until gosh maybe like a year year and a half ago that like let's say a peanut is actually
0: not a nut it's a bean you know what i mean um, it, it's a legume that it is not a nut. And yes. cashew is also not a nut. There there's a droop oh. which is a uh, a seed. But they're uh, they're much carbier than uh, actual tree nuts. And some tree nuts are actually very carby as well, like chestnuts. I grow uh pecans and I okay. live next to a pecan orchard that uh is, is much larger than my little farm. And I love pecans, especially uh wow, fresh roasted salted pecans. Yeah. And If I have a pile of fresh roasted salted pecans next to me, that pile is going down. (laughs) i love it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, you know, it's funny that you say that. um, So maybe you can school me on this a little bit. Um, What is your view maybe on like walnuts? Because I, for whatever reason, I've just found myself on a walnut kick and I'm just kind of guzzling those things down. But uh, um, is there anything I should know about those?
0: No walnuts are terrific uh, they have great uh their fat profiles very healthy I'm sure you know uh, in terms of the omega three uh, omega six ratio and they're uh, very healthy nuts in general uh, I think that the uh, they taste really great and uh, i I use them a lot in cooking um I don't have walnut trees. I, I have hickory trees and pecan trees. And the hickories are not really, uh, eat, they're, they're not domesticated. So, you know, they, they produce a ton of nuts, but the amount of nut that you get out of them is very small. Uh, the Native Americans actually ate a ton of hickory nuts uh, because, you know, uh, when you're, I guess, uh, surviving as a hunter-gatherer, you're going to do what you got to do. But uh, your, your hickories are not that good. But the pecans are great and walnuts are great. Uh, I think most of your tree nuts in terms of uh, ketogenic, uh, you know, profile are terrific. My problem is uh, when I got a container of uh, shelled, roasted, salted nuts or, uh, you know, a pile of them, uh, I have problems exercising self-control over that. You know, I know a portion is about an ounce and you measure out an ounce of those nuts and it is, you know, a little handful. I just don't feel satisfied after eating a little handful of, of nuts. So it uh, turns into two handfuls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe three or four, and pretty soon I've eaten a meal of nothing but nuts. Yeah, and that that it wasn't necessarily what it, what's best for me. So I think that uh, what I've what I've started doing is not buying pre-roasted nuts or pre I I buy nuts that are still in the shell. And if I want nuts, i got to sit there with a nutcracker, shell them, and if I want to uh, roast them, you know, toss them in some oil and uh, put them in the oven. So that slows me down. Yeah. And it makes it so that I, I have that uh, that self-control. Yeah, but
1: absolutely.
0: otherwise, it's, uh, it's just too hard. And I know a lot of my fellow women have uh, struggled with this as well, you know, where they get a jar of uh, cashews, like you said. Cashews are a particular, uh, they're very carby. Mm-hmm. If you look at the, uh, you know, if if you're having an ounce, it's probably going to fit in your, your keto. It's not going to throw you out of ketosis, but, uh, you start hitting the whole jar, forget it. All right. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one thing it's, it's kind of, uh, that I definitely want to highlight here, um, cause our, I think we all kind of find ourselves there. Um, but our, our journey or maybe how we got there is a little bit different in that, um, at the end of the day, all we're doing is like this N1 stuff, right? Which is really just a really nerdy way of saying, hey, we're playing with new ideas and finding ultimately, you know, like what works for us, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, if you don't mind, how did you, um, what were some of the first steps or how did you really kind of start to accelerate? Um, Yourself in that, just because obviously when you talk about, hey, you know, I may have been big, um, you know, for pretty much, um, you know, my my younger and even into adult life, and then to kind of hear where you're at now, where obviously you're super knowledgeable, um, you've even you know strung it all the way back to, you've even gone into you know like ancestral eating, um, you know, um, and reversing your kidney damage and insulin resistance, which we will definitely talk to you here in a minute, but I want to use this as a segue uh, because sometimes, right, for a lot of us, um, we might still be, um, you know, like for me, like I, my, my journey started like, you know, well over 300 pounds. And then, you know, I would see someone like um, like you or maybe where I'm at now or I'd look at someone else and be like, I could never do that. So maybe what were some of like the f- the first little things um, that really kind of turned you on in playing, as far as uh, you know, playing with different ideas and saying, "Hey, like, like, I, maybe I could do this." Like, what do you remember? What any of that was like?
0: Well, I I remember being uh, scared and terrified for my life, which uh, is a great motivator. Uh, I think that uh, yeah, in the Keto Science Alliance group, we have a lot of people that are there just for weight loss, who don't have uh, metabolic disease, and and thank God for that. But their motivation and their uh, reason to lose weight is, uh, you know, less of a, a pressing concern. Whereas I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die if I don't, uh, if I don't do this right. And then after I uh, started getting it under control with with keto, uh, I still felt that there was this lurking uh, possibility of dying. That uh, if I slip up, that I'm going to uh, go back into my Old situation, and maybe trigger uh, insulin resistance again, and uh, wind up on uh, death's door, just like I was before. So that is great motivation uh, for me. I mean, it's not it wasn't a great situation for my health, but thank God I did it before I suffered uh, irreversible, permanent damage. I had stage three kidney disease, um, which stage stage four is uh, is not reversible. So, I caught it just in time wow
1: you know, okay cool so let's uh let's kind of go in that um because a little bit ago we did hint about um you know you had um you'd actually reversed um you know not only the symptoms right, but just like you said there, you went from stage three uh you know kidney disease and you know obviously like prolonged kidney damage and now are to the point where um it looks like you'd fixed all that now that's a huge. Thing for me personally because i never i 've never retested um, in regards to you know any sort of kidney uh, damage or repair or anything like that, so please you know walk us into that insulin resistance and something that 's really huge here um, that I definitely want to cover um, that you totally hit spot on that i 've seen that you 've also got into um, and even Dr. Mark assistant talks about, which is you know increasing and improving the metabolic. Flexibility, meaning that, you know, at one time, I'm sure that you had to hit, you know, a certain number, right? To make sure that your blood glucose wasn't spiking so hard. But now, you know, with this protocol and intermittent fasting, which is um, a tool that I've used and obviously it's a same tool that uh, Dr. Mark Sisson uses um, to in- use over time, increased that, um, you know, metabolic flexibility. And when I say metabolic flexibility, that's just fancy nerd speak for saying, hey, look, at one time, my magic number for me to be off my meds and control my uh, blood sugar, no problems was 20. I had, it ironically, you know, in the, in the keto group, they always say like, you know, 20, 20, 20, um, I would test high and low and coincidentally 20 to 22 was like my number. And then now, um, ironically through playing, uh, through playing with, um, you know, keto and intermittent fasting, I first um, slipped the same way that she, uh, you know, Jennifer said that, you know, like sometimes we slip and eat too many nuts. I actually did that. Um, and then I went over 30 grams. I kept trying to up my, um, up my, my carbs here and there. I'd continually test and I'd keep falling on my face. And then over time, um, actually one day I just slipped and I ate um, just a bunch of nuts. I was just, you know, just packing them away. And I was like, Oh man, I, I fell off the boat just to test myself. And, Um, my ketones were there and so was my blood sugar It was still in check and I was like, whoa, wait a minute here. I just ate 50% more carbohydrates and I didn't have any net. I didn't have any negative effects. So, um, let's, yeah, let's definitely talk into that. Please, please, please. Because I think that's huge. Um, you know, if any, if it's just anything that we can ever learn, um, you know, that that's, this is going to be a huge integral part of it. So yeah, please walk us through that. I mean, how did, um, how did you, how did you go from where you once were? to now being able to not just reverse those symptoms but repair the kidney and even improve your insulin resistance.
0: I'm, I'm trying not to just laugh my my butt off over here because uh, I have walked a, a, a heretics path here. And in fact, I got kicked out of uh, one of the diabetes groups I was in for, uh, for doing this. Uh, but I started out, as we talked about, very strict. You know, meat, vegetables, uh, you know, no... Uh, No carbs. I I joined this group that um, insisted that you count total carbs, not net carbs, that net carbs were a fiction. Mm -hmm. And indeed, I I think that there's a lot to that, Uh, especially before you know your own body. Uh, Some of these industrial fibers are digested by your gut bacteria and and transformed partially into glucose in some cases. And you can't trust them. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of these protein bars, particularly like that uh, ISS-1 bars, those are basically candy bars. Um, uh, so, so sure. Uh, but if I ask this question, I'm like, if I am controlling my diabetes through strict keto and I don't have metabolic flexibility, am I really over it? And I, uh, was reading a lot online about, uh, different theories behind what causes diabetes and insulin resistance. Uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with the personal fat threshold?
1: No, I'm not. This is totally new to me. Please. Yeah, please, please share.
0: This is something which uh, Gabor Dershi and um, Ivor Cummins and Marty Kendall have been talking about. Uh, it is the, the concept that uh, the source of insulin resistance is uh, that we have filled up our fat cells. and this is Dr. Fung as well, Jason Fung, uh, that we've filled up our, our capacity to, st- to store fat. So our fat cells are insulin resistant because they, they're already full. They, they don't want to be... Filled with more energy because we we filled the bump, and that for certain people we have different personal fat thresholds. So this is why, for instance, um, my husband Will, uh, he got to 420 pounds and he didn't have diabetes. He was he could have gotten fatter if he wanted to, and he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have metabolic disease. You you ever watch that show My 600 Pound Life? Yeah. A lot of a lot of those people are like 800, a thousand pounds, and they don't have diabetes, right? Because They are genetically blessed in a sense that uh, they can eat and their body's uh, adipose tissue will multiply and expand to store whatever energy they need to without, uh, uh, without a problem. Whereas for me, I hit around 240, 245 and my adipose tissue would not expand. So the energy was being turned down by my fat tissues and instead that energy is floating around my bloodstream. So that's where you get the the high blood glucose, because you're not able to store it. Uh, So I thought I'd kind of hit this magic state where I could eat as much ice cream as I wanted to, and I wasn't gaining weight, you know. But it wasn't just uh, magic that ice cream that I was eating, all the sugar was uh, hitting my bloodstream instead of being stored safely in my uh, adipose tissue. And so your body struggles to do something, you know, because having uh, hyperglycemia, you know, that it, your body uh, tightly regulates that normally if it can so that it tries to uh, store it tries to create fat tissue. And that's where you get visceral fat deposits uh, in in your uh, internal organ space. And uh, once you have enough fat tissue expanding in your like liver and, and your kidney function and pancreas. Uh, it compromises your ability to even produce insulin, and then you have full-blown diabetes. So that's that's where I was at.
1: Now but by I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh,
0: but by losing losing weight, you start creating. You know, uh, you're you're decreasing the amount of fat you're storing, and the more room you can create between the amount of fat you are storing and your personal fat threshold. Uh, plus some other factors, uh, the more you can restore your insulin sensitivity.
1: Now that, uh, the idea of, you know, filling of the cells, um, you know, with fat and that causing insulin resistance, is that the same play or is that a different view on the same play that we hear from, you know, the, uh, like, let's say the vegan side of the fence as to why everything needs to be low fat. (laughs)
0: It is, but they are misunderstanding uh, the metabolism because it's not just like you eat fat, you get fat. You eat anything. You overeat anything, you get fat. Yeah. It it doesn't have to be fat. You eat carbs. You eat carbs plus fat. uh, I think you could probably overeat protein, although it would be very hard. Uh, I'm sure if you challenge somebody to overeat protein, they could, though. Hmm.
1: So, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I'm 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 sure someone can, I think it's uh, you know, um I know I think I think you're right on the dot there. I mean, if you're eating like 15,000 calories every day of like steak or something like that, like sure you're probably going to put on a couple of pounds, you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. Um but yeah, I mean, so so uh inside of that equation, you know, for you personally, um it was the weight loss that really helped.
0: Well, weight loss, uh, plus, uh, the weight, so the weight loss, uh, start, started, you know, reducing my fat tissue in my internal organs, which restored my, uh, you know, pancreatic function. So now I'm producing more insulin, which I've tested. I've tested my, uh, C-peptide levels uh, to make sure that I have normal insulin production, which I do now. Uh, you know, they say that a lot of diabetics, um, because of the, the uh, high glucose levels that a lot of our beta cells have died and we will never have normal insulin production again. Um, I, I do. So I, I don't know. Obviously, some people may not, but uh, N equals one, right? Yep. So insulin production is good to go. And then uh, in terms of insulin resistance, insulin resistance, every, every tissue in your body uh, can be insulin resistant. Your, your brain cells, your muscle tissue... Uh, different organs, even your, your skin can be insulin resistant. So to uh, restore that insulin sensitivity, uh, aside from just losing weight, uh, specifically with the muscle tissue uh, exercise and uh, obviously resistance exercise is the best, uh, you know, getting your muscle tissue resensitized is, uh, is really key. Mm-hmm. So I was not, I mean, I think you can tell from my life history that I was not a big fan of exercise for pretty much my entire life. Uh, but now that I've lost all this weight and, uh, understood the role that using your body plays in keeping it healthy, uh, I've actually started lifting weights and I'm really into it.
1: Hey, Hey. And you know, let's, let's get into that real quick. Um, but <laughs> before we do, I, for anyone taking notes here, um, cause you're just dropping knowledge bombs. <laughs> for, um, so, um, for the, um, the different tests. Right. That you had uh, that you had done. Let's just kind of wrap those up here just so somebody has a quick, you know, a quick a quick note for themselves. And for me personally. Right. Um, So um, you had tested your C-peptide levels real quick. um, That's um, that was extremely for just so when people are taking notes on this and they want to review this, let's say, with their primary care provider um, when they're testing peptide levels. their C-peptide levels, what exactly are they looking for? And then how maybe do you think that they should bring that up? Uh,
0: for C-peptide level testing, you want to be kind of in the middle of the range. Um, a, high, a high result would indicate that uh, your pancreas is working well in terms of producing insulin, but maybe you still have hyperinsulinemia, uh, meaning that you're uh, producing so much insulin that uh, you might be stressing your pancreas out because your diet is not on point Uh, you're eating too many carbs you're eating maybe uh too often maybe you need to start incorporating fasting to uh, give your your system some rest so too high is is good and not good and then too low indicates that maybe you have compromised pancreatic uh, beta cell function uh which obviously is something you need to take into account and if you do have compromised beta cell function uh, that's a situation where you need to stick to strict keto the rest of your life uh, until the you know maybe they invent artificial uh, pancreases or uh, maybe even go on to uh, uh, insulin injections.
1: Awesome, awesome. And though um, while we're on that topic, real quick before we move on to the, the kidney testing, um, do you have any like cheat sheet notes um, or any tips um, you know, that we can immediately apply as far as Trying to improve or increase our pancreas function?
0: Well, sure. Uh, losing weight, obviously, uh, because, well, losing body fat in specific, right? Body recomposition, maybe you don't actually lose weight, maybe you just have exercise, and so you're mobilizing your fat and uh, building muscle. Uh, that will help clear out the, the uh, visceral fat, uh, which will improve your organ function. Uh, periods of fasting. Uh, intermittent fasting has been shown to uh, to help. I can't cite any studies offhand, sure. But uh, definitely in practice, I was uh, I was at KetoFest uh, last weekend and met uh, Megan Ramos and the whole uh, intensive dietary management crew, and they have a ton of experience uh, helping people heal from diabetes by uh, in- intermittent and extended fasting. So they're going to be publishing some results, but it's definitely uh, they've had a ton of success, and you know maybe they haven't published yet, but I trust them, and you can see thousands of people uh, have been able to really get their uh, uh, diabetes under control and and healed and re- even reversed by uh, by the, the, these practices. You know, Absolutely. giving not not eating for a period, just give your your system a rest where you're not producing insulin. And then your pancreas can uh, can heal it only only if your glucose is low enough. Though this, this is the kind of tightrope that people who are trying to get into this have to walk because if their their glucose is really high, uh, that creates this this uh, damaging environment throughout your whole body. Your whole body is is getting uh, glycated. Uh, you know, glucose is is sticky. It's it's sugar, right. and it's. Literally sticking to your internal cells if there's too much of it. So that can prevent healing if it's too high.
1: Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. And just for anybody, um, you know, hearing this that that doesn't know who exactly we're talking about, we're talking about a nephrologist from uh, Canada. It's a gentleman by the name of Dr. Jason Fung. Last name is spelled uh, F-U-N-G of Intensive Dietary Management. Um, He runs a clinic out of, um, I believe it's Toronto, where he just has a phenomenal success track of helping specifically type 2 diabetics, um, reverse their symptoms, get off their medicine, um, lose a bunch of weight, and really just Um, you know, one of the guys in the forefront, um, I sincerely believe, you know, with a bunch of others, but yeah, that's, um, huge, huge, um, shouts out to that guy. Um, now, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, um, when it comes to, let's cover the, uh, kidney damage again. So what tests were you running there again? And what would, what should we be looking for there?
0: Uh, liver function, you can get a comprehensive metabolic panel, CMP. And that's just a, a blood test. Uh, now, if, if you want to really get into liver function, which I had to, uh, I had to do a 24-hour urine collection test, which, well, it is what it is, right? You, sure. it, you got, uh, you know, multiple bottles, and uh, you take it home, and they, they collect it. Uh, well, you collect it, and then you turn it in. Uh, so that, they'll measure your, uh, you know, total uh, BUN, which uh, bile urinary nitrogen, I think. So how much nitrogen uh, you're putting out, which essentially is saying how much protein is uh, going out through your urine. The, the answer, by the way, should be basically none. You shouldn't be peeing out protein. Uh, so if you're peeing out a lot of protein, that's what's called microalbuminuria, uh, albumin being a, a form of uh, protein. Uh, I think an amino acid, albumin? No, it's a protein. Uh, anyway, not good. That's what I had. And then if you proceed past albumin area, you get to, uh, oh gosh, I forget the next step, but the next step is not good. And then you need uh, new kidneys.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool that you said that. Cause that's literally where, um, you know, I was at my provider. Um, at the time she was like, you know, Davis, do you know that you're passing protein? And I was like, well, I, like oh, pep- I was like, yeah, I was like, I like pepperoni on my pizza. Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get what you're talking about. And uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, nice. cool. So that particular test was uh, C is in Charlie, M is in Mary, P is in Paul, C, M, P. That's right. Awesome. And awesome,
0: that'll awesome. measure your uh, ALT, which mm-hmm. uh, something liver transferase, I think, uh, which is a, a basic uh, core measurement of your liver health. And it'll measure a bunch of other things, too but the ALT is the the primary marker for uh for your liver.
1: Okay, cool. Now, we're definitely going to talk into um you know some of uh, we're probably going to dip in a little bit here about um you know intermittent fasting and um even you know uh, your exercise now, but real quick, um while we're just just so we can wrap all this into one quick thing here, um you know when it comes to, you know, like the weight loss and the um you know the improving of your uh, kidney and liver functions and the insulin resistance, um if you were Right. If you were to walk up to the Jennifer that was just diagnosed, you know what I'm saying? Like just found out, um, you know, doesn't know much about type two, like none of us ever did until we actually had to like just start, you know, binge uh, searching online and stuff like that. What would maybe be like three, you know, three things, uh, three things that you would tell yourself or maybe even anyone for that matter who's uh, who feels lost? you know, or maybe just doesn't know anything, um, being from where you are now.
0: Yeah, I, um, that's a tough one, but I would definitely, I, I got so much out of watching, uh, Dr. Fung's YouTube series on, yeah. uh, the origin of diabetes and how keto and intermittent fasting, uh, can, can help uh, us get over it. So that was a huge source of, of information for me. And there's a lot of other sources now, but I think, I wish I'd found that earlier. You know, I wasted a year taking drugs and following the ADA advice and eating oatmeal because it's heart healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. Uh, The other thing I would say, uh, well, one other thing I would say is uh, that the uh, Abbott Freestyle Libra, having a continuous glucose monitor, Wow, it's like such – it's night and day compared to using a uh, blood glucose uh, meter where you have Strips. to do the strip. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, the difference between taking a uh, like a picture of a dark room with a flash photo versus just turning the lights on. You know, wow. it really – it's huge. I, do you have one? No, not yet. Not yet. So
1: I've, I'm just – I'm still on the old school protocol of sticking your old finger and, and yeah, but uh, I've been meaning – to try it. I just never got around to it.
0: Oh, get hooked up because you have it gives you so much insight into what your body is doing. For instance, I didn't know this, but uh, when I go out in the sun, I immediately get a uh, blood glucose spike of like 15, 20 points. The sunlight uh, produces that in me, and in most people actually.
1: Wow, I did not know. I never even considered that. Wow, okay, yeah, so yeah, I got to go. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Very, very cool. No, I I love it. I love it. And it's funny that you say the whole thing about um, Dr. Fung that that's exactly what got me too. he has a video. Um, it's one of his uh, a lecture he was giving where he's talking about um, insulin resistance and how injecting insulin um, it really over time kind of hurts you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I just started shooting up when I found that video on YouTube oh, and wow! I watched it over and over and over and I'm like, okay, you know, um, and, and here's the thing. Okay. Like one thing I definitely want to say is like, you know, I'm not like anti-doctor, you know, cause obviously I'm following doctors, you know, um, I just think that, um, you know, when it comes to possibly getting like higher level results or maybe just getting a, um, um, a, a straighter line, if you will. I think that sometimes one of the best places to go is as high as you can on the totem pole, you know? Um, And he's, he's clearly that that's kind of where he's at. Um, And so, yeah, anyways, um, high five to that guy.
0: Um, Totally. And and as for going high, high on the totem pole, I absolutely agree. You know, this, I think a lot of people are scared of doctors. And so they see the doctor and they take the doctor's advice, but they don't think, you know, about uh, being critical of the doctor or, maybe uh, looking for a better doctor, but you need to. It's it's your health and it's your life. And a lot of doctors, you know, they went to medical school 30, 40 years ago and their knowledge is a little out of date and maybe they weren't studying diabetes when they were in school and, uh, you know, maybe they've been seeing people who are pretty passive and they're just following the the protocol and that's what, you know, and if you accept the protocol, you know, you're going to get a little bit better but there's so much better out there especially chronic disease management uh the reason that i mean just across the board chronic diseases are chronic because the medical establishment has failed to cure them right so their advice has to be wrong
1: yeah yeah and the the, the hard part about that is is um and, to, you know, maybe just give credit on the doctors as if we're like not totally throwing rocks at them because we're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. we're totally not they, all, they yeah. all mean well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are folks that literally a lot of them went into like six figures of debt to take care of people. You know what I mean? So it's not like their, it's not like their heart, not, 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 not like their mind and their heart is in the wrong place. I actually looked up a case study. Maybe I'll stick it in the show notes. Yeah, actually I will, where um, there's two sides of that coin. And then what they were saying is, is um, it takes on average. Um, and this was written, I think, like in the late nineties or maybe like the two, uh, like 2000 or something like that, where they said, Hey, look, you know, um, from new, from the time that new research comes out and that it is so compelling that they actually have to like start to use it um, on average, it's like 20 years, you know, I think it was like 19 mm-hmm. years. And what's funny is, is in that link, they're like, Hey, if you actually go to the link and I'll, it's funny, I'll put it in the show notes. If you go in there for like the new update. Um, well, it's never been updated because it's almost 20 years. <laughs> and you're like, like oh, that. no. And we don't have that kind of time to wait. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know. We don't. Um, but the
0: doctors, if they are looking at uh, the latest research and it's not completely backed by, you know, the insurance companies and they right. do something, they're not going to get paid. They're, they could get sued. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They Absolutely. could lose their
0: practice. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. No, you're, you're totally right. And then the other part about that, too, there's there's two sides of that coin too in that um, when you bring up the whole insurance companies, um, there was a doctor. I forgot the gentleman's name. He's actually local here, and he was actually telling me. He goes, "You know, it's weird." Um, he was actually giving this uh, this presentation, and he goes, "In the '80s, or maybe even the '90s," um, he said. You know, when they would take a comprehensive blood panel, um, I forgot the name. It was like C28 or something like that. But basically, that they would look for anywhere from like three to like eight times more than what they do now. And the insurance companies had got in there And dummied it down saying that we don't need this cost for all these other markers and all these other things to show when the truth of the matter is, is when you, the, the better you get a a comprehensive picture, you know, obviously if I draw you like a stick figure and I'm like, Hey, you know, like, here's what it looked like for my wife and my kids this weekend. And I'm trying to explain it to you. And all I give you is a couple stick figures on a white piece of paper versus whipping out my phone and actually like filming what happened. Naturally, you know what you're going to learn and what you're going to get from it, it's going to be night and day. Well, um, insurance companies, in the name of cost, um, had actually done that. Um, they had actually dummied down the reports. And if you, when you think about it, speaking of cell phones, when you think about it, a cell phone now. Sorry about that. No worries. No worries at all. A cell phone now has more computing power than like the first rocket ship that took somebody to the moon. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. imagine now just how better the technology has gotten, just how better the science has gotten, just how much farther along and how much more we can see. However, it's been dummied down, you know, um, which is really, which, which sucks. You know, to put it lightly. Um, it does. It's
0: like they, they don't want to see all these markers uh, because I guess they, they can't, they don't really know what to do about them. So if you, if you see a problem and you can't fix it, Maybe you just shouldn't look.
1: Right, right. And it's it's, it's a rough one because um, so uh, my provider now, um, she is, you know, high ranking in the organization that we're at and, um, you know, um, brilliant lady. Um, absolutely love her. You can tell that her heart is out on a platter and that she cares. But sometimes we just don't see, you know, eye to eye. And um, I'll probably put that in the show notes, too, because I, there's another article where there are a bunch of providers that understand that they're so far behind. But what they did is they, they put together um, a thing saying, you know, like, here's why it's so hard for us. You know, it's not like that that we don't care because obviously they do care. Uh, but some of them and I think obviously some of it is, is uh is institutional. And then obviously a big part of it is really, you know, bless their hearts, but some of it's mental because they'll see it and they just don't necessarily want to swallow it. Not saying that that that's the case for all the doctors because we're following doctors. Um, But yeah, you know, that it does um, exist. And so, um, you know, aside from that here um, I think you had taken a lot of the same things that a lot of us have also done. I know at least for myself where maybe exercise wasn't our most favorite thing. You know what I mean? And now uh, you're into resistance training, which, um, you know, uh, seems like night and day to take a person that maybe didn't like working out and saying, hey, here's here's some barbells, you know. And I know for me, if you ever showed me like weights or something, I'd be like, "Uh, how about I wait for you while you're lifting weights? You know, Um, how Mm -hmm. how did you get into that? Like, how did that all start?
0: Well, I just I started, uh, I work from home, and I started just with a uh, treadmill desk because I realized that, uh, again, monitoring my glucose, you can see that if you sit too long, uh, your glucose starts going up. It's, it's kind of clear when you have this thing. Uh, sitting is not good. So treadmill desk, and they say, right? I mean, I have a Fitbit. It buzzes me every hour if I haven't moved 250 steps. But more than that is necessary, really, to, to get your blood pumping uh every hour or so uh I can see the effect on my glucose it keeps it uh it keeps my body insulin sensitive I can see like I'm stimulating my muscles to receive glucose because i'm working them uh so I started with that and then i uh got bored with the treadmill desk and I got some hand weights and then I got bored with that and uh Got a set of free weights, and now I've just I've joined a local gym and started this uh, training for warriors program. Awesome. And I'm still uh, I'm still very new at it, but I can uh, I can squat seventy five pounds and something. Like. that's huge!
1: That's <laughs> huge! That is huge! Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what is it? Uh, you know, if you don't mind me asking, like, what, what does it look like? Are they just kind of like walking you guys through? Um, is it almost like um, you guys are doing those kind of lifts? Um like um almost like like a lighter crossfit style or is it more just super um are you get guys taking big breaks in between you know from exercise to exercise like what does that look like
0: Uh it's a really interesting program I guess it's based off of this guy Martin Rooney who I don't know he has a book <laughs> I have no idea nope but problem. uh the uh the the, uh, the plan is you know there's uh, obviously your standard kind of warm up and then uh, we're doing sets of uh like two exercises. So like maybe a, uh, a back squat and a, uh, uh, row. And then you do like, uh, uh 10 reps or eight reps of the, uh, uh, of one and then eight reps, the other. And then you do three, uh, three sets of that. So, yeah. and then we'll do like, a, another pair of exercises, uh, you know, uh, uh, overhead press or, uh, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the thing that I have problems with. I'm, I suck at the overhead press too, by the way. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, know. S-
1: Same here. My shoulder strength isn't, uh, isn't the <laughs> best. That's for
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I, I got a long way to go, uh, which is good, right? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, I'm seeing progress and I love it. I love being um, a little stronger than I used to be. Every time I go, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: You know, one thing um, I can definitely share. Um, you know, the more you know, people that I talk to that have found themselves from one side of the fence um, to the other, and I'm sure that people could probably pick up on it with when they hear your voice. Is you know, at the end of the day, you know, all we're really doing is playing. You know what I mean, and then we're just we're expend- just same way that we do like with our diet. We're taking different things and t- trying out different ideas. Same way, same way that we would try out a different food or maybe try a different recipe or try a different diet or whatever, and simply applying that you know uh, taking that strength or maybe that that thing that kind of got us going in one direction, and taking it somewhere else. You know what I mean? Um, you know to hear um, you know that you're that you're squatting and bench pressing. I mean not bench press shoulder pressing. Um, you know, that's awesome. I, I absolutely love that. You know, I, um, I don't know where it was, but I sh- I was starting to share, I think it was in one of my videos, I was starting to share where uh, these uh, grandmothers, they were deadlifting. You know what I awesome. mean? And I'm just yeah. like, dude, those ladies are my heroes. If I can be half as cool as them,
0: <laughs> when that's- I hit that age, totally. I think
1: I've got life figured out, you know?
0: Oh, I, I, I reposted this video of this 80 year old weightlifter and I'm like, I want to be her when I'm 80. That yeah. is my, that is my goal. Yeah. I want to be 80 and I want to be uh super fit and yeah. I don't care if I die at 81. All right. I want to go as healthy as, and as uh, vital as I possibly can.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know what, when you say, um, vital, um, let's touch on a couple of things here, and I think that'll probably be it. Because, man, this is probably the <laughs> most packed conversation that I've had, and I'm super, super stoked to get this out. So, um, oh my gosh, and yes. I haven't even
0: told you about uh, some of my metabolic experiences with uh, testing my insulin sensitivity, which uh, could would we, we'd have to go another hour. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what, <laughs> what? What we'll probably do, just because that is such a hot topic. We need a, we, that needs to be like the kitten caboodle. That needs to be the whole thing all by itself. You know what I mean? I mean, um, t- yeah, I don't, because it's such, it's so powerful for us. Um, be- and because you've given so much here, that thing needs to stand on its own. Cause I think, um, if we covered that, like all in this one conversation, it'd be like 10 pounds and a two pound bag. It would be way too much. It's awesome. You know what I mean? But I think people would have to like play it 10 times over and like have like, you know, like half of like 50 pages of notes, you know, to actually apply stuff. So yeah, I just want to get the
0: message out there that it is possible. All right. High five. we'll go, let's go into details later, but uh, it is, it is possible. Yes. Not easy. It's not easy.
1: No, it does take work. It does take work, but it is possible and anyone can do it. You know what I mean? Anybody could do it. Um, um, Here's one small thing. If I can give anybody anything right now, it's that here's the weird part about type two diabetes. Okay, is that it is our it's for at least for me, Um, because when you were talking about maybe just being big, you know, from the time you were a kid, same thing here. And then, you know, for me, as goofy as I was, I always had like um, a really low self-esteem. And so I took out. Um, that, uh, my feelings about myself and stuff like that, I took it out on food.
0: Oh, well, I, I, mean? I, I, know it. I, I, I lived your, I, I, I walked through, I walked in your step, your footsteps. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. You, you and I are like brother and
1: sister from another mister, like seriously, like, <laughs> that's so crazy. But, um, you know, one thing that I can definitely share is that, um, one thing that, um, it ended up being a bit of a blessing, um, as weird as this is going to sound. Okay. So, um, for me, like my love for food was not only like my safety blanket, it was like my Haven, you know what I mean? And the cool thing about, um, type two diabetes, um, as much as it might be a little bit of a detriment or a pain in the neck or, you know, as much as it really is a disease, um, just like Jennifer is sharing here that, yeah, you can, it is, it is work and that you can, um, crush it. Um, I think the one thing, if I can share anything, the one idea, Um, as much as like it pales in comparison to what Jennifer's sharing on this thing is um, you can literally take that love for food. Okay. So if you've noticed when, as we're talking about food, we're only talking about stuff that we like. Um, I don't think anywhere in this discussion are we saying like, Oh, I just totally had to force myself to eat X, Y, and Z. And I just totally hate it or whatever (laughs) Um, you can literally take, you know, um, and when we even talk about, um, our initial starts like, you know, um, dirty keto for you, it might be like, you know, uh, dirty paleo or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, if you take that same love that you have for food and maybe just start to change and just change it one or two degrees here and there and just play with it. Um, one, another thing that I think that you'll get out of this conversation with Jennifer and I I's, um, we, tr- we we both went the vegan route. I don't, think, I don't know if I even talked about that at all for me doing that, but she did the same thing that I did. Um, and it wasn't like when you heard her talk about it, it wasn't like she immediately went to throw stones. It wasn't like this was like, you know everything that I ever hated in one. No, you know, you, you try it out, you play with it. If it didn't work, Hey, no big deal. You know, view it almost like a buffet, you know, like nobody eats every single thing at a buffet. You walk it, you try some things, you take a bite. If you didn't necessarily like it, cool. Just leave it on the plate and get on, you know, with the rest. And so, um, first and foremost, here, here. I just, I just definitely wanted to, uh, get that point across. Cause, uh, um, it's something that I think has come out, um, in everything that you've said, but, um, which is, there's a lot that's come out of everything that you've said. Uh, so high five to you again. There.
0: Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, 100%, Davis. Um, I completely agree. Vegan, uh, if, if vegan works for you and it's helping and it's doing what you need to do in, in terms of getting your body right, then 100%, absolutely good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think we in the, the keto diabetes community, a lot of us uh, feel like uh, carbs are going to kill us. I did mm-hmm. for a long time. But I know people that have reversed their diabetes through a high carb diet, but they were able to restrict their their calories and up their exercise and lose weight. And if that works for them, uh you know, that's that's what counts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. High five. High five. And you know, um um there's basically um as much as we have gone into like some really deep stuff, right? Um if you're kind of starting out, um there are primarily two ways um, to crush this disease, if you look if you really break down a reverse engineer um, nearly any successful diet that has a proven track record with uh, type 2. okay, So let's cover that real quick. And oh. um, Jennifer just hit that on the head. So one of them is called um, what I simply call the afterburn effect. okay? when so she, when she's talking about high carb, low calorie, Um, you know, high exercise, you also see the same protocol inside of the uh, Newcastle diet. Essentially what you're doing here, and um, let me put it in the easiest way that I can explain possible. So my father-in-law is a stage four cancer survivor, okay? His name is Herman. Love the guy. Patriarch of the family, okay? And he's uh, he's a gentleman. uh, We call him like the Brooklyn badass, okay? And he's a guy who's just... He doesn't give a damn. Like he's going to eat whatever he wants to eat and like you ain't telling him squat. Okay. So here's what's weird. Bless his heart. Yeah. So here's the weird part about that type two diabetic stage four cancer survivor. Wow. He eats candy all day and then, which I don't recommend clearly, you know, (laughs) Uh, um, and then at the end of the day, you know, um, you know, just because his appetite isn't what it once was, um, you know, he'll have something like a street taco. Okay, like these little palm sized tacos from, you know, the neighborhood uh, taco joint. Okay, and you might be thinking to yourself, like, how does that work? And it works the same way uh, in a very, very similar fashion in that the new Newcastle and these high carb, low calorie diets work in which I call the afterburn effect, essentially meaning that um, when you're eating doesn't matter. Almost doesn't matter. I should say um, your macro macronutrient profile. You're like, for example, my grant, my father in law is eating whatever. The fact of the matter is, is when you're eating such low calories and you're burning out every single thing that you take in, you know, essentially you're gonna burn it. You're you're over exhausting um, the glucose or you know whatever's the the blood sugar, if you will, that's in your system anyway.
0: Okay? I like the afterburn effect. That's a good word for it.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, and then so um, and there's that, and that works, you know, well if you are you know just like Jennifer said, cutting calories. Um, and it doesn't work for everybody, but I think Jennifer and I are on the same page where, Hey man, like our, our, our enemy here isn't each other's diets. Our enemy here is the disease, you know, screw this bloody disease because it shatters families. It takes away lives. It, it cripples folks. And so like, that's to me, that's, that's the, you know, that's the, uh, that's the guy that we're trying to kill. Um, that's right. and so the other side of that. Okay. When you look at Mediterranean, when you look at keto, when you look at paleo, um, even when you look at the Pritikins protocols, right? Essentially, what we're doing here is we're kind of doing what we all know, which is, hey, let's just get away from the process stuff. Right? Um, Preach it, brother yeah yeah man. And we're just going after you know like um w- when you understand your um you know your numbers, right, so you should always just play with the numbers, to see or test yourself um, and then ultimately understand where your numbers are, and then you know next thing you know you have a framework, you know what I mean, and um the cool thing about that is that yeah, you know it starts typically for the vast majority of us if you don't wanna watch calories, which is totally where I started. Um, sure. You know, to start with the number one macro that's that, uh, that inhibits, um, you know, blood sugar, um, increase, which is typically going to be carbohydrates, um, uh, mm-hmm. 99.99% of us. Um, but yeah, you know what, one thing I definitely want to get into, um, before we wrap up here, um, is going to be the intermittent fasting, you know, um, because that I'm sure played, um, a role in your, um, improving your insulin resistance. So, um, I'm sure you've probably seen it. Um, if you haven't, it's an interview with um, with Jimmy Moore, which um, I think you're friends with on Facebook, right?
0: Yeah, and I actually got to meet him at uh, Keto Fest last weekend. Got a uh, got a big Jimmy Moore hug. Hi, Jimmy.
1: High five! High five to Jimmy. Yeah. So. Um, um, he had an interview with uh Tim Baou, I hope I'm saying that correctly of impact oh yeah theory. Uh,
0: impact theory i love I love that guy's show,
1: yeah, yeah, and so he was talking about how over time he the same way that you have been and same way that I have now been it didn't work out necessarily in the beginning, like I said, but over time um, playing with different things, how he's been also able to up his uh his carbon take so it's not as it may be, maybe you know it may have started. Um, You know, pretty strict because obviously, you know, maybe just kind of looking after, um, you know, looking after taking care of himself, which high five to that. You can never, um, you know, throw shade at that. Um, But yeah, you know, over time, he found that his insulin resistance and his tolerance for carbs actually came up, which is huge. Um, That's that's huge. And And until now, I don't really see any other... Dietary protocol for diabetics in general that's that's even supporting that, so I think that's huge, so let's let's kind of touch into that a little bit if, if you don't mind me asking like how did you get into the idea of uh, you know intermittent fasting and then uh, what does it look like now
0: well of course uh dr Dr. Fung gave me the idea and uh extended fasting and all that but i i, I haven't eaten breakfast in uh, honestly years uh and i'm just out of the habit uh, so typically I will um I'm experimenting with different fasting protocols because part of the, uh, the the challenge with long-term maintenance is that if you do anything for too long, uh, I think our bodies get used to it, and then maybe our old habits you know weight creeps up a little bit. But I'm watching it every day, and so uh, so I'm changing it up so my body uh, you know is going for that metabolic flexibility. Um, so what I'm doing now is I'm doing a, a protein sparing modified fast if you're familiar with that. I'm sure you are.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, I am. You know, for for folks that don't know, please give us your like 30 second synopsis on it.
0: Okay. Uh, basically, it's fasting, but with lean meat. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm doing it. Now, uh, there's there's a lot of technical uh, you know details to it, but nuances. I'm hitting a lot of nuances. But I'm hitting my protein macros uh, so that my body has the the proteins it needs to keep my muscle protein synthesis going and make sure I don't lose lean muscle mass. Uh, whereas, like with fasting, I can tell uh, that fasting is affecting my basal metabolic rate more than doing a protein sparing modified fast is. So that if I do an extended fast, like a three day or five day fast, um, I, I can track by my basal temperature and my glucose that uh, my basal metabolic rate is is slowing down. I, I feel cold. I have less energy. Uh, so during the week, I'm doing. Um, two meals a day where i'm having uh basically like 45 50 grams of protein per meal basically like uh, tuna or uh salmon or something salmon salmon is a little too fatty for this well canned uh, salmon okay.
1: is oh, can that's true That's true
0: yes canned salmon is great i, I do that sometimes uh or uh venison because <laughs> uh primal right uh yeah. we get venison from one of our neighbors and uh that is very lean meat and um so doing that and then um, alternating that with maybe just uh, eating uh, generously and fatty meat uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, along with, you know, vegetable side dishes. And um, if, I feel like, uh, if I feel like it, we're making uh, keto candy and uh, ice cream with a new sweetener called Allulose, which I feel is metabolically uh, perfect for diabetes. I could talk your ear off about allulose. We're going to need, need more time. <laughs> allulose has been shown in, in studies to increase insulin sensitivity, decrease postprandial glucose, uh, increase your basal metabolic rate. It's like the anti-sugar. It has almost no calories, and it has the same chemical properties as sugar. So uh, you can use it to, you know, it undergo, undergoes the Maillard reaction. It caramelizes. Uh, it lowers freezing point of ice cream mixtures and I'm really psyched about it.
1: What? Okay. So let me ask you one quick question. <laughs> any, uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, what about, uh, gut biome? Does it, is it going to mess with our bellies? Is it going to mess with anything? Um, you know, um, is it going to kill off any of the, um, the gut bacteria? Is, is there any, are there any negative side effects there? that
0: we know it does uh, it does function as a prebiotic it will uh you know feed certain gut bacteria however uh it hasn't i've read some literature and it seems like it's feeding the good gut bacteria wow. uh, so it seems like it's uh too good to be true honestly but i've been uh using it a lot and uh there was only one day where i used too much and I also combined it with uh, using like a syrup that I'd made in uh, carbonated beverages and drank about 32 ounces of that. Mm-hmm. So that was way too much. And I almost exploded. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> really, really bad. But except for that, uh, I think that uh, it, it is perfect. And I was passing out samples of our candy at KetoFest. And a lot of people said that they felt. And we've we've kind of tried to make these these candies. Uh, we're taking like ginger and orange rind and candying them, uh, and lemon lime whatever. Uh, and so it's sort of like a gummy, mm-hmm. but uh, it's fruit. It's it's fruit rinds uh, that have been candied with the house and uh, have this chewy texture. It's, it's very intensely flavored. So my, my goal with this is to have these, these candies be something that like it satisfies a desire for a little sweet, but it's so intensely flavored that it, it satiates you. You don't want to eat the whole bag because that would be too much. So you have like a couple of pieces and it's a great experience and you're done. Okay. And it's almost no calories.
1: Two things, two, two things Uh, for myself, because this is totally new for me. So for me and for anyone else that wants to Google this right now, how do we spell allulose? A-L-L-U-L-O-S-E. The same way it sounds. And um, let's let's you said that you make candy.
0: Well, yeah, I'm starting a uh, keto candy company actually. called. Let's uh, plug it.
1: Let's plug it. All right. Awesome. uh, Awesome. So, yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit. MoonsgroveFarms.com.
0: Uh, we're worked on the website and, uh, I'm renting a, a space maybe next week to start commercial operations. And, uh, I'm really psyched.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So um, what are some things that people can look forward to when looking for your candies? What sort of candies do you have to offer? And um, I know that you just kind of touched on them. But let's go a little bit deeper um, as far as, you know, what what can people look forward to when testing them out? And, um, you know, like, do you have any personal favorites?
0: Well, I love the uh, candy ginger. I loved candy ginger before keto. And, you know, after diabetes, candy ginger is very sugary obviously. Uh, so I couldn't touch it, but I love, it's very spicy. I think the allulose makes it, I don't know, more spicy. It's super hot. So we were passing out samples at Keto Fest, and the, the lot of feedback that we got was uh, about 70, about, about three quarters of, of the people said they loved it and just, you know, it couldn't wait till we were in business and they'd order a crate. And then about a quarter of the people said that uh, even though I'd warned them, it was spicy, that they didn't take me seriously and they regretted it okay
1: (laughs) hey but you know what though Uh, something i just totally caught on to is that a little bit of a cheat is that a double dip i mean did you just do that are you throwing ginger in there so you're giving candy and it's ginger but hey we know as type 2 diabetics ginger's good for us Yes. right
0: so that's That's like
1: the candy that's good for you
0: everything that we are using that that me and my husband are using in their candy is uh, has metabolically healthy properties. You know, I don't want this to be unhealthy. I'm not going to ever make a Quest bar. Okay, I mean, Quest bar. I don't know Quest Nutrition. You know, they're doing as be- as good as they can, but they are putting together candy bars. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that for some people, it you know, they, you exercise right afterwards, and your body absorbs the protein and processes it properly, and it's not metabolically harmful. But the sweeteners they're using are, are metabolically harmful. And a lot of the fibers they're using are kind of sketchy. I mean, they're using soluble, soluble corn fiber now, which is, I think, uh, pretty legit as a fiber. But uh, a lot of their competitors are using sketchier fibers uh, that, you know, do cause metabolic issues. So, so our stuff, so we have uh, candied ginger, candied orange rind, lemon, lime, grapefruit. I love the grapefruit. And uh, we're also going to be taking those and dipping them in 100% dark chocolate. And it is so good. I cannot, I'm a little. It's good. Yeah, and and dark chocolate, you know, zero sugar, uh, you would think is, like, super bitter. But the allulose, uh, you know, it's just a thin coating on top of the, uh, like, the orange rinds. And the allulose sweetens it just enough. So it's, like, you get the, the hit of chocolate. They hit a sweet, they hit an orange, and it is uh, an intense experience. That's
1: awesome. And this is Moon Groves Farms, right?
0: Moon's, Moon Grove Farms. Moon's Grove Farms. So there was a farmer named Moon, and uh, he had a grove, and uh, they built a road along the grove, and that's where my farm is. So it's Moon's Grove Farm.
1: Awesome, awesome. And do you guys have a website up?
0: Uh, just a postage stamp right now, where you can sign up for a mailing list. Uh, we awesome. expect to be uh, live in about six weeks. A lot of work to do. No worries. Uh, and um, we're going to have uh, be able to sell on Amazon through uh, uh, through Prime. Perfect. And I'm going to be contacting all of my. I, I've already got some pre-orders from some of the local health food stores that uh, you know really appreciate this kind of clean. Uh, keto friendly low carb treat
1: cool and then what is the um what's the um how can people sign up again what is what is how do they get on that list it's uh moonsgrowfarms.com that's right awesome 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 jennifer man you know David. it's funny how we had just kind of like messaged back and forth and it's weird how you can kind of pick up on someone's, um, energy, but I'll be absolutely honest. And I did not expect for you to absolutely crush it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you did here today.
0: Um, well, thank you. I, uh, I, you're a kindred spirit and I am really impressed with you your your uh, uh knowledge obviously we're we're playing on the we're playing the same game here davis
1: yeah well, well thank you man i if anything anything that I can do to raise your flag uh you know count me in i'm down um, um we're gonna ha- we have to do this again where we get into allulose okay and we it's very exciting we definitely wanna do this again because i wanna hear everything you want to say and or share or whatever, when it comes to insulin resistance, because in this last like hour and a half um, you know, it's probably going to take anybody a couple of times to hear through it a couple of times, or even if you listen <laughs> to it once to, to play back, you know, your favorite little five minute section over and over and over to get the most out of it. I mean, that's really what you just did right now. So thank you. Um, I can't wait till we do this again. Awesome! Um, yeah, too. absolutely, absolutely. Now, a couple small things that I definitely want to do. We definitely gave, uh, you know, uh, Moon's Grove Farms a huge shout out. Um, do you here, want to hear give... it? Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Did you want to give? Uh, let's give uh, Keto Science Alliance a huge shout out um, to them as well. Because if it wasn't, uh, you know, for them, um, not only would a lot of other people be able to not only just lose weight, um, you know, help their uh, type two diabetes um you know i wouldn't have been able to make friends with jennifer um so high five um to you guys there yeah yeah absolutely now um a couple small things here um uh, before we wrap up um as if we didn't cover a million things already um <laughs> but real quickly here um do you have any like favorite go-to foods right now
0: well uh steak and bacon yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it like done drop the mic we're out
1: we're the shows over all right Very, very and, and cool.
0: coffee coffee steak and bacon if yes. i was stranded on a desert island with coffee steak and bacon i'd be fine
1: awesome 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 okay cool cool and then you know what here goes the lightning round we're gonna wrap this up here this is all just fun and games i'm gonna Uh-oh. throw you a couple of curveballs and then you just throw me whatever pops into your head you ready oh my god all right maybe maybe here we I'm ready. go here we go um Who was your childhood superhero? What? Uh, Richard,
0: uh, Stephen Hawking.
1: Okay, very cool. Um, What inspires you to help other people?
0: Uh, That other people have helped me.
1: Awesome. Um, What is your favorite guilty food if you had one?
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Chocolate avocado pudding.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. That sounds so good. Um, hmm. and then if you could, here's the big one. Okay. If you could leave everyone that has diabetes with one message, whether it's something that inspires them, motivates them or educates them, what would that thing be?
0: That a hundred percent healing is possible.
1: Done, 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 done. Jennifer, that was awesome. I can't wait till we do this again.
0: This My was
1: friend. so much fun. Absolutely.
0: You are a kindred spirit. I wish I I wish I could meet you someday. Oh no, we will. We definitely will. I'm sure it's just
1: awesome. a matter of time. So uh yeah, um it was awesome. Again, check Jennifer out at Keto Science Alliance. It's a group on Facebook, and then check her out also on MoonsGroveFarms.com. dot com. Sign up um Guys, for the the cheat there that she has for you, if you're a candy lover, is going to be, from what I'm gathering thus far, obviously the rinds, you know, the, the lemon, the orange, the grapefruit, is sounds awesome. Um, at the same time, for me personally, it already sounds like I'm a fan of the ginger um, because <laughs> of the effects that ginger has on our blood sugar, as well as all the other, you know, the myriad of uh, positives that you get with ginger. So high five to you, high five to that, and thanks for tuning in. Low five, high five, and uh, thank you. Dude, tell me you don't love that chick, okay? Dude, tell me Jennifer's not awesome, right? So look, show her some love if you haven't already. The group, again, that we're in is going to be Keto Science Alliance on facebook okay again that's keto science alliance on facebook and show her like show her some love give her a shout out if any of this had served you well as it did definitely me you're also going to want to check out her candies okay it's moons grove farms okay they sell it on amazon she's got a grapefruit lemon lime rhubarb ginger Um, it's paleo it's vegan it's keto it's five ingredients or less um, look it starts at like three bucks or like 399 okay like 399 for candy okay like dude totally awesome at the same time look I can't tell you just how amazing and just how much that interview not only means to me you know here I'll just tell you right now like what she did inside of that was a huge affirmation for me personally and it really just kind of like gave me so much because for the longest time like I had this real big thing where I just knew that when we look on like Facebook and stuff like that, granted, we'll see all these other people who crossed over and they lost all this weight and they, you know, they turn their life around, they turn their health around. And there's these times where we feel like all alone, right? Like nobody gets us and like nobody around us is going through the same thing. Or And then when we see all these other people on Facebook and they're doing it, we ask them how they do it. It's like two sentences, right? And, you know, granted, there's like almost no context because, you know, it's like Facebook or whatever, And so here's Jennifer spelling everything out, okay? And the beautiful thing about it is just as a testament of who she is, is like she wasn't like trying to hold up any like, you know, my diet is better than yours or anything like that. Like she was just coming from the heart, being genuine, being honest, being vulnerable. And dude, how can you not love and appreciate someone like that, right? So yo, man, if you haven't loved that chick, show her some love, Um, I actually, if you didn't happen to have a chance to take some notes, um, you know, I did. I took some copious notes for the both of us. So if you want to get a copy of those, you go to lifeovertype2.com backslash KMC1. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash KMC1. It basically stands for Keto Masterclass 1 because, dude, I got to give that to her. That's all her. Um, You know, granted, I, I made some huge marks in keto, just the same way probably a lot of us have. But, man, like... Um, If you're anything like anyone else, you know, probably got all nerded out on the science and all this other stuff and maybe spent like hours upon hours searching case studies. This chick just laid it all out, man. I really can't, I can't speak about her highly enough. So look, I'm just going to shut my mouth, show Jennifer some love and you have an awesome day. Cheers.